Just the tips is on. Hey, everybody. It's the silver medal winners of the 2003 Southwest Regional Heavyweight Division Salsa Dancing Championship, Austin and Julian. Austin, what have you been doing since 2003? Julian, that was pretty good. Thanks. You got it on the first take. I did. I thought that was going to take at least three or four. No practice needed here, Austin. You forgot a lot of the other intro stuff, but that's fine still proud of you <laughs> i did damn it it's fine they know what the podcast do it real quick. is just do the rest okay this is just the tips the show where we take tips tricks and life hacks from the internet mostly reddit and we filter it through our degenerate brains and regurgitate it into your poor ears how's that very good julian good look at my balls you son of a bitch those reading lessons have really been paying off Hooked on Phonics, baby. It still works. What happened to Hooked on Phonics? I forgot about that. They hooked enough people that no one needed them anymore, and they lost their clientele. Uh, it's the same problem that... Um, Oxycontin has? Yeah. There's actually a show on Oxycontin. Like, damn it. I can never remember what it's called. It's on Showtime, and it's like a drama show, but... It talks about, I think it was in the 80s, Oxycontin advertised as a pain management medication that was non-habit forming. And they knew that it was habit forming and they just hooked millions of people and ruined countless lives because of greed. And they ended up recently, I believe, losing a lawsuit or they're in a lawsuit and it's, it's like, it's over a billion dollars. But what fucking cocksuckers. Those people all deserve to rot in hell. Yeah, it's a family, and they did exactly that. I think that show's on Hulu. I haven't watched it, but Coral it's on watched Showtime. it. Oh, it's on Showtime. But I think it's it streams on Hulu or something, because Coral watched it, and she really liked it, and keeps telling oh, she me did? to watch it. Yeah. But yeah, they. I think they had to shut down their entire company and hand over like a vast amount of their fortune. It was a lot of money, but they were still... You're right. It is it is Hulu. I'm sorry for not trusting you. It's called Dope Sick. Is that the one I'm thinking of? That's it. Dope Sick, Austin. That's the show. That's got to be it. But the peoples are still billionaires, so don't feel too bad. They're still wealthier than we'll ever be. But they're not as big a billionaires as they were when they were slanging that oxy and before the government seized a bunch of their assets to keep them out of prison. One of their nephews had to sell his 150-foot yacht. What? Downgrade to a 75-foot yacht because of the lawsuit. And oh. We're all very sorry. Dude, that sucks. Well, Julian, how are you? He's not going to be able to fit half the people that he had on his 150-foot. You can't fit nearly as many hoes on a 75-foot yacht. Yeah, dude, he's going to be to- totally outplayed when he goes into the marina. Girls are not even going to look at his puny little yacht. They're going to be going for... All right, Julian, change the subject. Mr. Big Dick. Trying to ask you how you're doing, Mr. Big Dick. I'm great, Austin. It's my favorite day of the week, Friday. Did you know that? TGIF. I like the second half of Friday. The first half of Friday is work, but then second half 
is amazing. You feel so uh, good when I you see. get in your car and you drive home and you got your music playing and your windows down and you're just sticking your hand out the window and doing the wave. You put on 93.7 KRQ and turn it up as loud as it goes. No, out here I put on 93.5, which is the hip hop station. It always amazes me when people still listen to the radio in 2022. I'm like, what the fuck is wrong with you? We've had Spotify and Apple Music and I mean, now they all have it. There's YouTube, Prime, everything. It's like, dude, why are you listening to the radio? It's it's like half commercials and the rest is shitty songs. It blows my mind. It blows my mind, too. If I only had $10 a month, I would spend it on Apple Music or Spotify. 100% best $10 a month I spend every month. And I don't even really like satellite radio, to be honest. There's some things I like, like I like the Howard Stern channel to listen to all the old Howard Stern shows. They're pretty funny. And entertaining and nostalgic, but like in terms of their music selection, they always play the same songs over and over again, and I'm just like bored of it. I've never had satellite radio, but I like to have the option to listen to what I feel like listening to, so it's not really my thing. That's how I am. I like to be the one that discovered the song that I'm listening to. I don't want some DJ discovering it for me. I like digging in the crates and listening to my work. (laughs) That's right. Plus, I have a lot of playlists, and I have to, I have to edit them because sometimes you're in a really good mood and you you think you like a song because you're just in such a jazzy mood, and then you listen to it later and you're like, what did I add this to the playlist for? Isn't that the worst thing when you have something coming up and you make a playlist and you're like, man, this is perfect, and then that moment comes and everyone's over or you're at a whatever you you're at some hotel or a house or par- at your house or whatever. And then you put it on, and you're like, I don't feel like this. I don't feel like this. And then the playlist that was so perfect all of a sudden is not so perfect. That's why you need a DJ at every place, because you don't know what the mood's going to be like. Is it going to be uh, upbeat, like summertime loving mood? Or is it going to be like a, a raunchy, twerking with your friends ghetto mood? Is it going to be chugging 40s or you drinking cocktails you don't know what's gonna be so you got you got to have someone there that can react to the audience and really put together the perfect playlist and no matter where it starts it always ends with twerking with your friends in our case 100 percent. that <laughs> dude the funniest situation was when you made a playlist for andy's cabin in utah you put so much time and effort into it and then at one point i think phil actually i don't know if we talked about this on the show our good friend phil got a hold of your phone, and then just made a never-ending Big Timers playlist. That didn't happen. Uh, yes, it did. I have no I sh- memory I'm of that. I'm positive it happened. I would I would never forget something like that. I don't remember a, a never-ending Big Timers playlist. He just had the phone, and he just kept putting on Big Timers songs. That's hilarious. I have yeah. no memory of this. I mean, to be fair, at the cabin, for 90% of the trip, you could barely open your eyes. True. So... I didn't even notice. I don't think you remembered a whole lot. I remembered a lot. I was just really high. At the time you noticed, but... I was really high. I I thought you looked sad, but you might have just been really high, and God knows what else. Yeah, I don't think I was sad at all. I don't take offense when people change my music. I mean, if they put on something I hate, then I do, but I don't really take offense to them changing the music. You weren't offended. You just really wanted to listen to three Chemical Brothers songs in a row that you'd put on your playlist. I don't think I put any Chemical Brothers on All right, there. Julian. Hey, let's get into these tips, huh? I was going for what the audience liked. That was a crowd pleaser. 
Okay, you went first last time, so I'm going first this time. And don't you try to change that, okay? All right. This one is really good for you, Austin, because you can never keep a reservation. I know you. And you always cancel your shit at last minute. Oh, damn it. I did the same tip. <laughs> you did? You copied my tip? Yeah. I, it's all right. I have a backup one. Go ahead. I sent my tips to you first. You didn't even read them. I did. I think you stole one of mine along the way. I did not steal this one. I've had this one in the nope. chamber. It was the first one you sent me. You're right. Yeah. You son of a bitch. I'm sorry. Anyway, this is from user be done and it's a life pro tip. If you need to cancel a hotel reservation, but are unable to because of a 24 hour policy, call the company and move your reservation to a later date. Then call back within a few days and cancel it for no charge. What a fucking life hack this is, Austin. How many hotels have you stayed in that you didn't want to stay in because you didn't want to get charged their 24-hour policy? Now, Julian, let me ask you this. I know that you did your research and you didn't just throw these tips together at the last second. (laughs) Does this work for apps like Hotels.com? Because that's where I book all my stuff. I mean, I don't know. And honestly... The top comment says, I work at a hotel. Unfortunately, this doesn't work all the time. We still charge for the first night if it is less than 24 hours before check-in. And charging dates would still get you charged for the night. Changing dates, not charging dates. May work some places, but our hotel, I'm sure many others have policies in place to prevent that. I mean, come on. I take back what I said about your reading lessons earlier. We're going to need to go back to twice a week. I know. <laughs> Did I tell you about when when I went to Brian and Marcus's bachelor party, how I was going to leave a day early and they convinced me to stay the last day. And so I booked a cheap hotel room at the Golden Nugget on Fremont Street. But it turns out I actually booked it through the Hotels.com app and I got like one of those lightning deals or something where you can't change it. And I booked it for the Golden Nugget in Atlantic City. And I was on like two hours of sleep and miserable, and it was such a nightmare trying to change it. Oh, man. You want to know what I did once? I bought tickets to the wrong music festival. I was trying to buy tickets to Hard Summer in L.A., and I bought tickets to Voodoo Festival in New Orleans, and I had to change it. And luckily, that was easy, and the company that hosted it at that time, which was Hard Events. Hard Events? I think that's what they're called. Hmm. I have hard events every morning and sometimes throughout the day, but, um, they were, they were really easy to work with and changed it. No problem. That's nice. They're not around anymore though. They got bought by insomniac. So insomniac is now the managing company for that. Oh, that's very interesting. This tip makes me think of something that I've actually been using the last year or so, and I'll continue to use it as long as I can. As you know, I've been super busy. I've had no life the last few months. I've been a shell of myself even more than in times past. And on days off, or I'll have like a half a day off here and there, and I'll book some kind of doctor's appointment or dentist appointment, whatever it may be. And then that time comes and I'm so fucking tired. I'm just like, the last thing I want to do is go to the dentist right now. For example, that happened two weeks ago. And so I call him up the morning before or the morning of, and I say, I'm experiencing COVID-like symptoms. 
and I don't want to put you guys at risk. And then no questions asked, they reschedule it. And I've done this with three different things, and I'm going to keep doing it until until they stop me. So you should try it. Do you know how many people have died of COVID? Dude, you could try that in your hotel also. If I wonder if that would work. Just say I'm experiencing COVID-like symptoms. I would never do that because I'm not going to make light of a disease that has killed. How is that making light of it? You're disrespecting everyone who's died of COVID by doing that. No, you're not. Yeah, you are. They're really upset with you. All right, Julian. You're going to be haunted like the Winchester widow by all the COVID spirits. Okay. You can. It's fine. You can do that. Don't feel bad. I know. I was just joking. I'm oh, sure okay. they wouldn't give a like, shit. What? Come on. I'm not a sissy nanny like that. Man, you had me worried there for a minute. <laughs> I know. You thought I was getting all woke on you? <laughs> you got to okay. be woke about COVID deaths, Austin. Yeah, Julian is still extremely racist, sexist, uh, whatever else you can be. No, I'm not. However you can aff- I know. I'm just kidding, Julian. You're you're a nice boy. I'm and you're really woke. Nice. You're just the right amount of woke. Yeah, I'm not annoyingly woke. I've just been the same my whole life. I know what the fuck to say and what not to say. It's pretty simple. Well, I wouldn't go as far as to say that you know what to say and what not to say. But if you do say it, you don't mean anything by it. Yeah, maybe that's more accurate. I don't know. <laughs> it's so fucking right. complicated these days. Hey, I these just, are complicated times. I'm just, I'm just myself, and I'll always be myself. And you take me or leave me. That's right. how I am. I'll take you. I'll take all I can get. Just be gentle. Of course. Okay, let's go to the next tip. Julian, this tip is for you specifically, and it's a life pro tip brought to us by Scooch1. If you have a hard time remembering names, even after you were just introduced, it's most likely because you were too busy thinking about what your response is going to be. I don't think that's the case for you. Be completely in the moment and listen intently to the name being told to you. Think about it and you'll remember it. And there's an old, I think we've talked about this before. Find what works for you because Julian is horrible with knowing names. He'll be friends with somebody for five years and not know their name. But a classic trick that people use is they shake their hand and they repeat the name. Or what I do is I, as I'm saying this, I feel like we did this recently, but we've been off the air for four months, five months, who cares? I think of if I say the person's name in my head and then I link it to a friend or movie star who has the same name. So, oh, Brad, nice to meet you, Brad. And then I think about Brad Pitt in Fight Club with no shirt on. And I'll never forget that guy's name. That is great, Austin. I do have problems with names and I'm really intimidated sometimes to use people's names because I'm like not 100% sure I have it right. Like there's this friend of mine. Well, I guess I used to work with her and her husband's name is Larry. But one day when we were out, I I saw them and I was like, hey, what do I call him? I think I call him Leo. (laughs) (laughs) I was like, oh, hey, Leo. And then I quickly realized his name was Larry after I walked away and I was like, oh, fuck. And I was so mad at myself and I felt like such an asshole because I met him like a hundred times and I should really well know his name's Larry, but uh, I called him Leo. And have you ever actually met anyone named Leo? I thought I had. 
<laughs> I don't know. What you do in that case is you text his wife if you're friends with her and just say, "Sorry, I'm a dumbass. I realized I called your husband Leo, and I know his name's Larry." And then she texts you back and says, "His name's actually Mark." Yeah. And you're like, "Oh, well, never mind." Well, I didn't do any of that. I just felt like an idiot. But you know what? I really like to remember people's names. This is foolproof. It works every time. Oh yeah. Name tags. Oh. You know those name tags that say, hello, my name is? I've seen these name tags, yeah. Yeah, you just put one of them on someone you meet, and then you won't forget their name. Or I have a great, even better idea. We should create an app called Hello, My Name Is, and you can augment reality and label those virtual name tags onto people. So if you're wondering who someone is, you just pull out your phone, and then that name tag is put onto their shirt. And you can tell who everyone in a party is. Yeah. Because they have facial recognition software. So you can just tag people in a live room and then know who everyone's name is. And then you can walk around the party and you'll be like, oh, this is Steve. This is Antoinette. This is Paige. That seems like a lot, but maybe you're onto something. It's in the early stages still. I, th- I know you're going to come up with something great. I mean... It'll you'll learn really quickly people's names and then you don't have to pull your phone out and you can pretend you're doing something else on your phone. You know, people always have their phones out. So it's easy to do that in disguise. Yeah. When I used to bartend, I, I had a notes app or on the notes app in my phone. I had a little section of, of my regular customers who I actually liked, you know, who would tip well and were fun. And I would write their names down and a description of them and then what kind of drinks they liked. And then I'd see them walk in the door and I'd run to the back real quick and look, and I'd go, all right, it's Steve and Jenna. And then I'd come out and be like, the usual? And they were always so impressed. They're like, how's your memory so good? But I just had a little trick that I used. Wow, Austin, you are so it's clever. Like Steve, fat guy with a beard and a mole on his left eye, likes Herdura on the rocks. How you didn't become beverage director? I don't know. I know, man. You're well on your way and you quit. Anyways, you can do that with other people. I, I don't know. I'm, we're reaching here. Let's let's move on. Who cares? That's true. Just All try right. to remember people's names. Find what works for you. All right. Well, I have a tip. Julian will never change. He will never learn anyone's name. And it doesn't matter how many tips and tricks or augmented reality apps you come out with. It runs in the family. My mom's the same way. All right. I got a tip <laughs> for you, Austin. And it comes from the best username we've ever had on this talk show or this podcast you want to know what it is what is it username i eat swamp ass that's great that's the best name ever i don't think you've ever had a better name than that props to you i eat swamp ass and i hope you do i hope you live up to your name um if guests are coming over never cook a dish for the first time always stick with food you've cooked before so the end results don't disappoint everyone involved yeah i think that's uh i think that's good advice i mean i can speak from personal experience on this i had bought a pizza oven and i thought that i'd be able to just nail pizza right off the right out of the door I'd be like, oh, yeah, I'm going to nail pizza first time. No, pizza is really hard to make, people. I have much respect for those people who work at Domino's and Little Caesars because it is tough. 
And I was cocky and thought I could nail it, and I did not. I burnt one. I undercooked another. I mislaunched another, and all the toppings went everywhere. Um, it's really difficult. And so it took like five or six times of making pizza before I really got it down. And so I think this is a really good tip because everyone was super excited for this like homemade amazing pizza that I was hyping up and then they got shit and I had to buy them pizza from the local pizza shop. Oh, it was that bad where you had to buy pizza. I mean, I ate it because I don't mind. It was still better to me, even though it was doughy because you know, a little raw dough never hurt anyone, but for others, it was not what they were looking for. Yeah. If you're having people come over to eat, you got to really be ready to bring it. You got to, you got to bring out the big guns and get your best meal going because you want those people to want to come back and you want them to be craving your spicy Buffalo chicken dip or whatever it is. If you make some bullshit, that might be your only chance you get. One time I had my entire er, wife's family coming over for Thanksgiving and I had never really cooked Thanksgiving dinner before and I took it all on by myself and I decided to just ditch the recipes and make it up and I remember I was so stressed out. At one point I was running to the grocery store for some ingredient I forgot to buy and I was like hitting myself in the head like, what are you doing? You have so (laughs) many people coming over and you're just making up all these recipes on the spot. And then when dinner was served, everyone said it was the, one of the best Thanksgivings they've ever had. And I was so satisfied with myself. So sometimes it's worth taking the risk. but Yeah, and it all depends on your level of cooking ability. You know, The more you cook, the more you can get away with stuff. And you'll have an idea with certain things. Yeah. So I think it all depends. With pizza, like that's not something the average person cooks very often. So that could be a little bit risky. But... People make dry turkeys a lot. My dad, I don't, I don't really, turkey doesn't really do it for me, but I like all the sides. I'm all about that stuffing and mashed potatoes. But my dad uses one of those plastic bags and cooks the turkey in that, and that always seems to, to work pretty well. I was just going to say, that's foolproof. That's how you do it. Yeah. It's awesome. Turkey bag all the way. You'll get it nice and moist. The other thing I like to do with my turkeys is I take butter and garlic and I mix them together and then I spread it underneath the skin evenly all over the turkey and then it melts into the um, meat and it comes out so good and then Mm. I put some like rosemary and lemon and some white wine into the cavity so that all evaporates from the underneath and you get really nice flavor out of that turkey Austin let me tell you Wow, sounds delicious Julian you'll have to try my turkey sometime Austin you might be putting those stuffing and mashed potatoes to the side and making some room for some more turkey. Yeah, I hope so. I think you'll really enjoy it. All right. Well, I got another life pro tip. And it's no got way. Z- yeah, it's got zero upvotes. Let me just upvote it real quick. Oh, yeah. Give him at least one. Now it has one. And uh, that was for <laughs> user McGiblet. And it's another cooking pro tip for us uh, trashier cooks out there. And it's <clears throat> when using a nonstick cooking spray like Pam, bless you, Thanks. spray the container over the sink. 
Spraying over the sink keeps the oily substance off of your counters and stove. Bonus tip, spray your plasticware with nonstick cooking spray before storing items that might stain them like tomato sauce. The spray will generally protect the container and keep it from discoloring. How does this guy have no upvotes? That's an amazing tip. I don't tip. know. That's a good it's a good tip, right? Yeah. I, I use the cooking the nonstick spray a lot. I know it's not as good as olive oil or avocado oil, but you know a lot of times I gotta watch my calories and the cooking spray is good for that. And personally I like to use the Kirkland Signature brand of the white cans of canola oil spray. You get two of them for five ninety nine and it lasts you like a year. It's good stuff, but I spray it and I get it all over my kitchen. It's all over the stove, all over everything. I'm going to start doing it over the sink, and that's, I feel like it's going to change everything. That's also a great little bonus tip they gave about spraying it in your container. This is mainly plastic containers. I try to use the glass ones. They seem like they're a lot better, but with the plastic ones, if you put something with tomato sauce in it, it's always red after. There's nothing you can do about it. Austin, I need to ask you a question, and I need you to be honest with me. All right, I will. Do you masturbate with Kirkland Signature nonstick canola oil? <laughs> I never have, but I'm not against it. I'm not above it in any way. I just never, never dawned on me. I mean, it would keep your palms from sticking to your penis. Yeah, I don't know. How many sprays do you think it would take for me to get through a sesh? I don't know. I don't know, but make sure to do it over your sink so you don't get it cooking spray everywhere well of course all right i'll, I'll uh, report back next week all right let us know how that works could be another okay. life pro tip for you for those that want to save some money uh and a bonus tip within a bonus tip that i have is if you're switching over to the glassware the you know the pyrex stuff much better even though it's heavier overall if you're if you're going to be taking it places i have all this plasticware that i've accumulated over the years so if I'm sending something home with somebody, you just send them that old shitty plasticware, tell them they can keep it, and they think you're doing them a big favor, but really you're, you're secretly just pawning off your old <laughs> shitty plasticware with red stains on it and uh, killing two birds with one stone. Give it a try. Uh, like, can you believe Austin let me keep this? <laughs> this has to be worth at least seven cents. <laughs> this orange-tinted... Uh, plasticware that's like got some holes in it i can't believe you let me do that and then here's another tip for those pyrex users out there pyrex lasts a very long time longer than the cheap plastic lids it comes with so if your cheap plastic lids start cracking or you lose them or whatever don't throw that pyrex away because you can buy new lids they have those stretchy ones that they stretch over your pyrex and whatnot so just because you lost the lid, don't throw away your quality Tupperware. That's a great tip, Julian. Thank you. You're welcome. I read somewhere, well, I read on Reddit. I don't know why I remember this, and I don't remember any details, obviously, but somebody was saying Pyrex doesn't, isn't made out of the same stuff that it used to, and this guy went into the very scientific details of why even Pyrex brand isn't as good as it used to be. It used to be like you could take it out of the fridge and put it in the oven. Can't do that shit anymore. They they changed the ingredients, and now it's it's not as good. But you know what? All the glass shit seems to be pretty good for me, for my needs. I do that all the time, and I have no problem. You probably have the old school stuff. No, I bought it like three years ago. Oh. But I didn't get that cheap shit. Well, who knows when they changed the recipe? I don't know. 
I doubt it was in the last three years. Highly doubt it. All right, here's a tip from a masterful writer. That's literally his name. This guy's a little cocky for my liking, but let's see how his tip is. If someone, and Austin, you're going to know this tip, but this is for people who have never worked in a restaurant. If someone yells behind in a kitchen, it doesn't mean don't move or I'll hit you. Or, or it means don't move or I'll hit you. They're not asking you to step aside. Because if you step aside, then you might get in their way. You just need to stay predictable so that they don't run into you. Because a lot of times they're going to have a lot of dishes in their hands or something like that. And the last thing you want is two people colliding in the kitchen, dropping a bunch of shit, breaking a bunch of shit, making a whole mess, maybe ruining some food that was just made, backing the whole kitchen up, making some customers angry. It can just be a real shit show. So someone says behind, just stop and don't move. <laughs> Thanks, Julian. That's that's a great tip. That's a very specific tip for all of our listeners who have their first day at a restaurant tomorrow. Well, I mean, even when you're going to the bathroom sometimes, like if you're going if it's near the kitchen, sometimes the waiter will say behind and if you're not keen on what that means as a customer, you might sidestep right into a hot scolding uh pot of soup or something that's true julian used to say behind and then he would walk right into me and start thrusting his hips into my ass and uh i don't know was, i felt violated yeah but you liked it you but always, after it grew on me after a while yeah he'd always i was like here we, here we go again every time i'd walk up behind him he'd kind of look over his shoulder and say behind <laughs> and I'd say, not today, oh, Austin. People are looking. We gotta do that. In the and I'd corner. say, let them look. We gotta do that in the corner. Uh, this is our business. I don't care if we're right in the middle of a busy restaurant. Yeah, well, full of paying customers. He's a little more uh, open than I am. I'm a little more reserved. Yeah, you are. Well, thanks, Julian. Don't thank me. Thank a masterful writer. And when you're in other workplace situations, you always know when one of your coworkers works in a restaurant, when they turn the corner and they say, corner, we're behind. I, I think feel like that's when that comes out. And they're like, oh, you worked in a restaurant, huh? Like, yeah. Yep. I know the lingo. And then you wink at each other. What other lingo is there in restaurants? 86? Um, 86? I don't know. Smoking meth in the bathroom, smoking weed out back. Hating making cappuccinos and espressos. Smoking a cigarette and then coming inside and smelling really bad while you deliver the food. Oh, yeah, dude. Making, having to make cappuccinos. I'd never figured out how to froth that goddamn foam with the cappuccinos. Oh, I was great. I was really good at frothing. It just no, took fucking forever. And it would swamp you, especially if a whole table ordered them. That was the fucking worst. I would dread asking if anyone wanted anything else. And then they'd be like, ooh, I'd love a decaf espresso and then the next person be like i'd love a decaf latte and then the <laughs> next person's like just make me an espresso but make it a double and you're like having to make three different drinks that all take a fucking long time and get cold really quickly 
And so you're like trying to get all of them done in a manner that is going to bring them hot to the table, but there's only one cappuccino machine and it fucking sucks. And then all the rest of your tables are like, where the fuck is this waiter? And you're like, dude, I'm making like five drinks over here. Just hold your fucking horse. Well, Julian, those espresso, that's the most simple drink you can make. It's just, you just pour it out and it's good to go. That was, that was a bad example. Well, the espresso is not bad. It's the lattes. It's the lattes and the cappuccinos don't do that you know what makes a good foam is mike urbanski i would be like mike can you please do the foam i can't do it and he would foam the entire cup would be foam when he was done all the way to the top and i was like dude you can do anything dude it's so easy you just barely you, you get the tip so it's right at the surface but it's not going deep into the surface it's just barely breaking the surface of yeah the- i know people have showed me hundreds of times i can't do it you're an idiot, Austin. It's so easy. But it was worth having an espresso machine, so when I got to work, I could make myself a quadruple espresso with chocolate syrup and milk. Remember in when my, he, young, my younger days, you know, more responsible now. Remember when we had the espresso machine in the house, and you'd make them all day, and I would just get so impatient because I drink so much coffee. I was just constantly having to make espressos, and I would rather just have a coffee maker where I can make one pot and have it last me like half a day. Dude, that espresso maker, that made some good shit, man. That's some good oomph to it. It was an Illy. Yeah. It was good. It was an Illy. And by the end, I was just making full-size coffee cup espressos. Yeah. I would love to get another cappuccino machine now that I'm older and more sophisticated. When Jordan and Sophie stayed in the guest house, they gave me their old espresso machine, and it's a pretty good one. It's, like, from Italy. And uh, I don't remember the brand, but it's pretty good. And Do you use it? I had like a hundred dollar one before that, and you can really tell the difference. Yeah, I used it pretty. I use it pretty often. And the funny thing is, Jordan's like, "Oh, I got to bring over the adapter because it has like an Italian plug on it." And so I figured it would be like a little square cube adapter that you plug in. And then he walks over with this like one foot by six inch power box. It's like a full fucking transformer or something i don't know what it is why do they use different voltage or something I get, in Italy? yeah i think so i think it like dials it down from 220 to 110 or something so yeah i have my espresso machine and then i have this giant box next to it but it's totally worth it sounds like it you're a real committed coffee drinker or espresso maker the milk rod is broken off though and uh I need to fix that. So I like, I can only do espressos right now. I can't do cappuccinos or anything. Or I can't even practice and utilize the skills that, you ta- that you've taught me. I'm going to break my milk rod off in your ass. All right, Julian. Do you need to go to timeout? Just letting you know. <laughs> Just letting you know, Austin. Do you need to go to timeout, Julian? <laughs> Behind. <laughs> All right. Is it my turn? Yeah. Ugh, I don't like any of my tips that I have left. You are horrible at picking tips, Austin. All your tips suck, so don't feel bad. Well, since we've been talking about restaurants, I got a restaurant-related tip for all you diners out there. Another one? All right. Yeah, I don't even really like the tip so much as I I wanted to use it as a segue to talk about something else. And it's a life pro tip brought to us by We Der Serve Better. We Der Serve Better. When dining out, let your server greet you without interrupting them for your drink order. And then he goes into a long thing here. He is a service industry worker, and long story short, that's rude. I don't know if that's a big problem, but what I wanted to talk about was if you go to the restaurant, don't be a fucking asshole. 
for those of us who've worked in restaurants, you, you know, when you go out to dinner with somebody who worked in a restaurant, you always know that they're going to be chill and easy to work with, or, you know, they're not going to embarrass you in front of the waiter, the server, they're going to tip well, etc. But for people that have never worked in restaurants, sometimes a lot of this stuff is lost on them. You know, don't snap at the waiter. Try to plan ahead. Like, don't make them run and grab something and then order something else. Be like, oh, can I get a straw? And they come back and you go, oh, can I get a side of ranch? And they come back and, and you're like, can I get another martini? <laughs> Julian does that shit. No, I he don't. Just, he's like, he's like, I, I was going to say that. He just likes to, yeah. He's like, I'm going to run the shit out of that bus boy today. Even if I have like, say someone's ordering a drink and I have like half a drink left. I know by the time they get back, that drink's going to be gone and I'll be ordering another one. So I'll just order one there while they're there so that they don't have to do it twice. Yeah. Plan ahead. Like I'll have another drink. Yes. And I'll have another six sides of ranch, please. Yeah, you better bring the whole container out for Austin. He loves Another thing Julian does that I don't recommend doing is he always gets very sexual with the server. And he says things like, I like your mouth or... Uh, no, I don't. You're talking about our friend's dad that we went out to, to <laughs> oh, Father's Oh, that's right. Day I could have sworn that was you. <laughs> that was not me. I will never forget that. I That was so awkward. I still have PTSD from that. That had to be 15 years ago. Yeah, this we poor were waitress... Japanese place getting sushi and sake bombs and our friend's dad it was Father's Day and it was he, Father's Day yeah it's Father's Day we picked him up from work to bring him there and it was just us and our friend and his dad and his dad decided that he really liked this waitress and just started saying the creepiest things to her and he's like, mm, I like your mouth yeah more specifically he liked her mouth yeah and I'd never heard anyone say that before. I don't remember her response, but uh, it wasn't. It was, I don't think it was polite. I don't think she took it as a compliment. No, it was polite, but you could tell she was definitely weirded like, out. Oh, thank you. I get that all the time. Yeah, Jesus, he was so weird, and he kept like staring at her and then making comments to us about her, and we're just we like, all just Jesus. got quiet. Yeah, we were just like, we're man, like, can't we just have a pleasant Father's Day? Well, it, it was pleasant for him at least, and he was the only father there, so. God bless him. And it was the one and only time I ever ate a meal with that man. And I think the one and only time I ever met that man. Yeah, he made quite the impression. Yeah, I didn't need to. Next time I was invited out for Father's Day with him, I declined. And I made up. We were all very embarrassed. I'm pretty sure we left. He didn't do anything else. And we left like a really good tip. Well, that was our regular sushi spot. That was remember they had half price rolls every day. They would go through the menu and pick a roll every day that was half price, and we'd always go in and get whatever that half price. I'm ashamed roll to say is. I don't think I drink. I don't think I ate sushi yet at that point in my life. I didn't try sushi until I was like 27. Oh, well, you missed out. They had a they had a spicy rainbow roll. It was so good. It was basically rainbow roll, but instead of a California roll in the middle, it was a spicy tuna roll in the middle, and it was all right. It was delicious. I need to make a how-to video for all those sushi haters out there. How to how to get into sushi like I did? I, I do. do it. Everyone a, always says start out start them out with the California roll. That's wrong, bullshit. Horrible wrong. advice. You start them out with a Vegas roll. Yep. The chimichanga of sushi. We've talked about this before. You're talking so about I, this like I didn't invent this pathway because I'm the one who got you to like sushi, doing exactly this. It's true. I, I'm forever indebted to you. And I did about two years of solid. Vegas rolls and strictly fried sushi. 
And then I branched off to regular sushi with, you know, sprinkles of crisped fried flakes on top. And then I was on a five-year path to eating nigiri. Sashimi still doesn't really do it for me. I need that rice. But I feel like I've come a long way. And I owe it all to you, Julian. You're welcome. Remember when we used to go to this place in L.A. called Midori? And we would starve ourselves all day and go on a really big hike and then get really stoned before we went in. And you got... it was all you can eat, but you could only order three times, <laughs> and you had one hour, or maybe. And you had to eat everything on the plate, or they would charge you for the leftovers. Yeah, and it was ridiculously expensive. Like the the all you can eat was probably like thirty, forty dollars, something like that. I think it was. I thought it was twenty five. Maybe. Oh, at lunch it was twenty five. At dinner is more expensive. Maybe it's thirty five. Whatever. And this was this was a long time ago. It was, it was twelve years ago. But the sushi rolls individually were like. $15 a piece. So if you didn't eat a whole one, you got charged an extra $15. And we would always go in and order way too much food. One time, Austin was the culprit of ordering too much food. And we were all so full. And Austin had so much sushi left and he couldn't eat anymore. So he started putting it in his pockets and bringing it to the bathroom and flushing it down the toilet. Do you remember that? It's, it's true. I was very ashamed of myself. <laughs> I, I don't know if that was the same time, but one time I ate the most rolls I've ever eaten there. I ate, I ate seven rolls, I remember, like seven full rolls, and then we had like egg rolls and fried chicken and all that shit. And we went with David and uh, the other two guys, and I still remember the way I felt. I was I was just thinking about throwing up in the parking lot. I think we, we smoked a blunt in David's car before we went in. And it was so crowded. And I remember walking in and just being so self-conscious and paranoid. I was like, we reek so bad. And at one point we were waiting and we were all like in a little circle, just kind of waiting awkwardly because there was nowhere to sit. And all of our heads were just like waving around in a circle because we were so high. It's like, God, we are a fucking mess. And then I went on to do that thing that you just talked about. It was that was that was one of my many rock bottoms for sure. It's amazing how much sushi we were able to consume at one point because now I'm like, if I'm really, really hungry, I can do three rolls. That's, and I'm stuffed after that. Oh, look at you, Mr. Moderation over here. Normally I'm a two roll guy and I, and I don't go to all you can eat anymore because I discovered all you can eat generally has far um, inferior seafood to non-all-you-can-eat places so now i go for quantity quality over quantity is my new thing yeah you're definitely rarely getting the same quality if you're going all you can eat though that place was pretty solid it was really good i'm gonna look it up to see if it's still open who knows if it's the same now i'm gonna look it up oh midori sushi is closed for good the one in Studio City, yes, but there's another one in Sherman Oaks. Don't you fret. And there's another one in Encino. It was in Burbank, I thought. No, I know. The one we went to is in Studio City, and it's closed oh. permanently. That's like the same thing as Burbank, right, basically? Yeah, they're right next door to each other. But you can go to Sherman Oaks or Encino and get it, but they all have mediocre ratings now, three and a half stars instead of they, they used to have four stars. You remember the movie Encino Man with Polly Shore and Brendan Fraser? Yeah, I love that movie. And Sean Astin? Yeah, it was one of the best movies ever. Where they rode the vapor in reverse? The Viper? They called it the Vapor in that movie. They did? For uh, copyright purposes. I, no yeah. way. 
Yeah. I didn't remember that. And Dom DeLuise's son was in it, too, as the bully bad guy. Oh, dude, that he was the best bully. The faces yeah. he would make were amazing. He was. I was talking to Brandon about that the other day. That was the best 90s, 80s bully of all time, or one of the top five for sure. And one of the best 80s, 90s movies of all time. I'd say... I don't know you. I don't like you. And as of right now, I'm all over you. <laughs> that is a great line. He's a caveman. <laughs> and uh, squeegeeing, what is squeegeeing the juice? <laughs> Sque- <laughs> Wheezing the juice? Wheezing the juice. I thought Julian, it was used to, yeah, the you juice. used to always do your Polly Shore impressions in high school. Oh, dude, when I was when I was in elementary school, we would literally—that's how we'd greet each other. We go, and we'd do that thing with the fingers. That's how we would greet each other. We go up to you and go. Ugh, don't make that mouth sound. But that's what we did. I still, I think that's a good move where you just wiggle your fingers against the tips of your fingers against each other, but don't ever make that sound. Oh, well, you got to make this sound, otherwise it doesn't work. I tried doing that to someone recently, and they didn't know what I was doing, and I just looked like a weirdo. Oh, well, I'll do it with you. Polly Shore was on top of the world for about seven years, and he was doing the podcast circuit like a few years back, and you could tell he was just so depressed because he's 50 now and irrelevant, and he just wants to be famous and rich and banging chicks like he used to be. He wants to be wheezing the you juice? You could tell he was super angry that that was taken away from him. Oh, uh, man. Well, sometimes they say ignorance is bliss. Well, Polly, we still love you. That just yeah. tips. I'm you sure there's plenty that. of 50-year-old Encino Man fans out there that would love to squeeze the juice or wheeze the juice. I liked Son-in-Law also. I thought that was a funny movie. What about In the Army Now? Dude, I never really watched that. It wasn't good. Didn't seem like it. I think Encino Man, Biodome. That one kind of sucked, too. Yeah, but it took place in Tucson, so I liked it. Encino Man and Son-in-Law were the only two. Encino Man was the best. I'd like to see Polly Shore do a serious drama. Maybe a HBO series or something. Do the Adam Sandler thing? Yeah. Where he like reinvents himself as a serious actor? Yeah, I'd like to see that. I think you could do it. I liked Pauly Shore. I'm just kidding, by the way, just just to make sure that we're on the same page. I'm not. But I my favorite <laughs> Pauly Shore was Pauly Shore at MTV Spring Break. That was the best Pauly Shore there was. Yeah. Because that was, was him good. unscripted and raw. And yeah. that's how I like my Pauly. I don't need him following any script and having some director telling him what to say. Just let that man speak his mind. I agree. He's got a lot of funny things he's going to say. All right. Okay, uh, my tip. Are we good on Polly Shore? Yeah, I any, think we Any final on. thoughts? <laughs> no. Okay, I'll let you do the next tip. Okay, this one comes from user Brittle Coyote, and it is a life pro tip. When you're leaving for a trip, plan to be packed and ready an hour before you need to leave, then spend that hour tidying up your house. This serves three purposes. Number one. If something goes wrong, you can be delayed an hour and still leave on time. Number two, you'll get to return to a tidy house. And number three, by walking around your house and thinking about something else, you'll have a much better chance of suddenly remembering something you forgot to pack. God, Brittle Coyote, you are really onto something here. That's really good advice. And you know what I do? I pack the night before. So the day that I got to leave is just super chill and I can 
just lounge around and do whatever till it's time to go. That way, you got plenty of time to think of things you forgot about, plenty of time to tidy up your house, and if something goes wrong, you got all day, baby. I always pack the night before, but no sooner than that, and I usually do it too late where I end up not getting enough sleep. But doing it the day of, that's it's a pretty risky situation. That's really risky, because what if you discover that you forgot to clean your underwear and you got no underwear, or socks or some key piece like that and then you got to go to walmart and go buy some shitty underwear that you wouldn't buy normally but you're in a stressful situation so you buy fruit of the loom when you really only wear hanes you a hanes guy i'm a whatever is on sale guy (laughs) i recently bought spider underwear are you familiar (laughs) with that brand i'm not they're super comfy but the problem is they got no pee hole. There's no place to pull your penis out. So you got to pull them down and you got to peel your penis out over the elastic band. I haven't had any underwear with a pee hole in a long time. I always have to do the, the band thing. But sometimes you like the band slips out of your thumb and then it, it, it snaps up on your penis. Sure. And you're peeing midstream and it makes your stream either goes everywhere or it cuts it off, or sometimes it'll project it upward and hit you in the face. Yeah, any number of things could happen. Julian, let me ask you this. What do you think of these underwear that have a separate ball pouch and a separate penis pouch? What is that all about? What? I don't know what these are. I've never seen them. Yeah, I saw an advertisement for them on the internet. I gotta look them up. And then I I saw Brian changing his pants at work the other day, and he had them on. No way. And uh, Brian is a freak. He would wear something like that. Made him look pretty good, you know. Really? Pretty vascular. Is it like the... And I was like, Brian, I didn't know you were packing like that. And he's like, no, it's just these underwear, which he was just being modest. It seemed weird to me. I don't know why you need to keep those things separate. Is it like butt pads for women, but for men? No, it's just to keep your penis and balls separate for whatever reason. It's called Separatech. Separatech. Is that the, that's the technology? Oh, look at this. Yeah, it's the technology. Oh, wow. What do you think? Yeah, I need to buy some of these. They make them out of multiple materials. Hey, it's called Meet the Dual Pouch. Make underwear meet the comfort needs of men's body structure to the maximum extent. Put your third, (laughs) put your third thigh through. Support your balls here. Your third thigh? Yeah, that's what they call your penis, your third thigh. Hmm. These are hilarious. You got to see this this photo. The briefs are the best. I think the briefs are the way to go if you're going to get some. Yeah, do they have three packs? You got to get those briefs. Look at this guy. I have two thick of thighs for briefs. Well, you only... Two of your thighs, yeah, but one of your thighs... No, Adion went back to the whitey tighties at one point, and he highly recommended them. One of your thighs will fit just fine. Your third thigh is skinny. I'm not worried about that one. That oh, why do they have the guy pose like that? <laughs> I don't know. He's, he's doing the thing in Forrest Gump when he says... All right, take it off the screen. He's Look doing the thing. I see it. He's doing the thing in Forrest Gump where he goes... I may not be a smart man, but I do know what love is. And then he goes and walks out the front door. And then he puts both of his hands on the back of his hips, like right above his butt and leans back. You remember that? 
Yeah, I do remember that. That's how that guy's posing with briefs on. And it's it's too in your face for me. Dude, these are hilarious. Can you imagine? Those are legit bikini briefs that, that guys that go to tanning booths wear. If you like went to someone's house and they were having an unannounced swim party and people are like, just go in your underwear and you pulled those things out, man, you'd be really getting a lot of looks. Those are head turners for sure. They are. You're going to be the life of the party, let me tell you. All right, you. let's go to the next tip. It's your tip. Julian, order some of those underwear for yourself. I'll order some for your birthday. Okay, it's, it's you get six pairs for $56. <sighs> that's Separate tech. That's fair. That's It's not cheap, but it's fair. I, I can't wait to show off my the technology in those things. This is a tip. Well, they have dual pouch technology. I know. And nobody else has that. Your third thigh goes here. <laughs> That's the best line. This is a tip that I learned the hard way recently. And it's brought to us by Door to Freeside. And it's a life pro tip. Put your wallet in your front pocket. And this guy says, and twist it until it's tight. If you're worried about being pickpocketed. I don't know about that. But put it in your front pocket anytime where you're in a situation where you're either in another country or you're in some big festival or anywhere where someone may pickpocket you. Recently, I was at Dave and Buster's with our good friend, Brandon, and I had some raggedy old shorts on. Someone pickpocketed me, Julian. I know about that. Yeah, I I heard. And, uh, I was freaking out. We, you know, it was the middle of the day. We'd had some drinks Someone may, I may have said it somewhere and someone took it, but I feel like I was pickpocketed. I'm going to stick with that. And I realized it at the end and I was, Brandon was at the bar and I was rushing around looking for it. And sure enough, someone had turned it in at the the little back station where you claim your prizes with your tickets. But I had like $140 in there and they took all the cash out and they, they put my wallet there. Anyways... Lesson learned. I was very thankful that they returned it. Brandon just continued to get furious over the fact that somebody was a scumbag and stole my money. But it's better than having to get all your credit cards and like work IDs back and a new wallet, all that stuff. So if I just put it in my front pocket, I could have avoided all this. Was Brandon aggressively walking around David Busters and accusing random people of stealing their <laughs> wallet? No, he held back. But at one point before we left, and we'd had a few drinks at this point, Brandon harmlessly was, there was like some two-year-old kid doing Dance Dance Revolution, and Brandon was standing there, and he's just like, dude, watch this kid doing Dance Dance Revolution, it's so cute. I was like, Brandon, two 39-year-old guys with vodka sodas in their hands cannot watch a child do Dance Dance Revolution when we're at Dave & Buster's with no children of our own. And then we just were like, it's time to go. So we left. That's a very wise choice. And that's a that's a bonus tip. His heart was in the right place, but this is the world we live in. This is That's a good bonus tip. If you go to Dave & Buster's with no children, do not watch children play the games, no matter how good your intentions may be. Correct. And also make sure you put your wallet in your front pocket because motherfuckers will rob you. Dude, I've been putting my wallet in my front pocket forever. Have you? Yeah. For a really long time. And Good for you. not only does it add better protection, but 
it also is way more comfortable when you sit down because when you're sitting down on your wallet, you're always lopsided. So when it's in your front pocket, you ain't got to worry about that. Right. When I sit down, I always put it in my front pocket. It blows my mind that people are able to keep their wallet in their back pocket all day, sitting down various times throughout the day and just lean, leaning to one side. That's crazy, especially with the size of your wallet. The thing is, I used to have the George Costanza wallet. You don't anymore? No. I've you had the thickest a, wallet I've ever I've seen. You had a thin wallet forever. Oh, that's pretty nice. Nice yeah. and thin. You had a Blockbuster card like six months ago. I mean, you had so <laughs> m- like every business card anyone had ever given you. Your wallet was fucking insane. Dude, there's still one operating Blockbuster, and who knows? I might go there one day. Who knows if I'll be in Kansas City. Where is it? I don't. Somewhere in middle America where they have no life. But there's a there's a documentary about it called The Last Blockbuster. I watched it. Didn't one of our friends shit on the floor in a Blockbuster when they were children? I think that was Audion. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, because they didn't... They, did, they wouldn't let them use the bathroom or something. And Yeah, that's what it was. It's in the town called Bend, and it's 160 miles south oh, of Oh, Bend, Portland. Oregon. It's in Bend, it, Oregon. Yeah. I remember now. That's actually a pretty good documentary. It's pretty funny because it's become like it's become like a phenomena and a tourist attraction, and people keep coming to it. Remember how good it felt when you went to go get a movie, and then you go to the new release section, and they're all empty. Of course, wouldn't you know it? And then you go over to that side counter, and they just pop it up right there with the ones that were just returned, and you you're able to get that movie you wanted to see. Yeah. Do you remember the amount of time you would spend with like multiple people trying to pick out a movie to agree on? at blockbuster it would be like an hour-long ordeal be like what about this one Nah. what about this one two people would say yes one person would say no and to like find one that you all agree on and eventually you just ended up renting all three but i miss that i miss walking around the movie store now i just do it at home on netflix or whatever you're just scrolling through i have so much trouble finding something to watch if i'm not like in the middle of a series yeah starting a new series is tough I'll spend enough time where I could have just watched half of a movie at that point. Yeah, that is true. Sometimes I'm like, I don't want to watch a whole movie. And then I end up watching like three episodes that are each an hour long. I could have watched a movie in less time. Dude, all the time. I do that all the time. Like, I'm not going to watch a two hour movie right now. And then I watch three hours of the same TV show back to back. But for some reason, TV shows don't feel as long as a movie. That's why I think they're getting smart with that. Like HBO had this George Carlin documentary that Judd Apatow did that I've been watching. And it's like four hours long, but instead of making it, or maybe three hours, but instead of making it just one movie, he made it into episodes, but there's only two episodes. And it worked. Otherwise, I would have never started that shit. But Yeah. I watched the John Wayne Gacy thing on Netflix, which if you like true crime, that is. Is that the, that's the clown guy, right? Yeah. I watched Man. I watched part of that. What a fucking creep. Dude, one of the scariest individuals to ever walk this earth. That guy was terrifying. Um, yeah. You got to watch the whole thing. Did you know where he was caught? In Chicago? In Jake's hometown of Des Plaines, Illinois. Ah. Of course. Wouldn't you know it? Yep. Well. Yeah. I watched half, I've watched maybe one and a half episodes of that. And I just texted Jake, you're so lucky that you weren't growing up in displays in the seventies or eighties or whenever that was. It was the, it, it was the late eighties. Oh, was it? Or no, I'm sorry. It was late seventies. You're right. Cause he was yeah. executed in 94. Dude, that guy would have 
put on his clown makeup and fucked the shit out of Jake. And then I don't want to talk about what he did, what he would have done after that. He would have strangled him and buried him under his house. Yeah, Jake would have been helping him out, doing some roofing or whatever. And then next thing you know, they're doing sexual favors to what we never get to know Jake because he's buried in John Wayne Gacy's basement. Jesus, what a fucking creep scumbag. He was. And he's the biggest narcissist. How could you be a narcissist? And be a clown at the same time. Like he was his own lawyer at one. That point. That alone should let you know that you're not to be taken seriously. Like, yeah, I'm a fucking badass, but I, I like to dress up like a clown. Like, what's the problem? And it was a creepy clown at that. And he had clowns all over his house. Did you know? Uh, mm-hmm. So I follow DJ Paul on Instagram. You know who DJ Paul is? No. DJ Paul no. from uh, Three Six Mafia. <laughs> Oh, okay, yeah. <laughs> DJ, the guy with the baby arm from 3-6 Mafia. Oh, okay. He painted... He's his, a DJ with a baby arm? Yeah. Talk, uh, about, talk about overcoming adversity. Yeah. He painted his hallway the same way John Wayne Gacy had his hallway painted in his house, and he put it up on Instagram, which I thought was pretty creepy. Yeah, that's a questionable move. John Wayne Gacy had a very distinctive hallway painting that you'll see if you watch the documentary, and DJ Paul did the same thing to his house. I don't like that true crime shit. It's very depressing. I get the appeal, but uh, it's not for me. I like it. I'm a true crime junkie. It's weird how it's just okay that everybody's obsessed with hearing stories about other people getting murdered, isn't it? Yeah, it's a, I mean, it's like a fascinating part of the human experience that most of us will hopefully never experience, but it's like fascinating to know that there's psychopaths out there that are willing to do crazy shit like that, and it's horrible. For sure. I definitely get the appeal, and I think it's easier to listen to really old ones, like stories from the 70s and 80s, because it's easier to kind of detach from the reality of it because it was so long ago, but man, that shit's fucked up, and people are crazy. It is really fucked up. And one thing I would also recommend you watching is I think it's called We Shall Not Grow Old. It's the World War One documentary directed by Peter Jackson, where he took a bunch of World War One footage and restored it and made it like as modern as he could possibly make it, like colorized it and enhanced it. Oh, really? Dude, it is fucking crazy. And it's just it's it's the documentary is just the film being shown over world war one vets being interviewed from England. Wow. And there's no, like the world war one vets obviously were interviewed before the movie was made. Cause they're all dead now, but it's just them telling their hands on story over this footage. And they even like got the footage and they would like read lips, like read people's lips, what they were saying. And then they'd put the, they'd voice over it. So it actually sounds like there's sound and everything. It's really good. It's fucking crazy. That is such an insane war that doesn't often get, doesn't get enough play. Well, it doesn't get the spotlight because it's overshadowed by world war two, but that war was fucking insane. Dude, I'm going to plead ignorance here. What year was world war one? And I'm not going to embarrass myself by guessing. It ended in 1918, and I think it started in 1916 or 1915. Right. I was going to guess, like, 1912, I think, so I'm not too far off. It was the first war where machine guns were used, first of all. And that war started with people going into battle on horseback and ended with tanks. And it was the first war with aircraft as well. Damn. 
it's wild. Yeah, I need to watch some of that old war stuff. I feel like it's it's super interesting, and it's just it's stuff that you should be aware of. You know, watch that and watch World War Two in color. Yeah, you told me to watch that like two years ago, and I, I think I put it on the list. I still need to watch Band of Brothers. Oh, dude, I'll rewatch that with you. It's really good. Oh, together over FaceTime. You can Netflix together like you can watch things together on netflix we can do that all right julian i got my popcorn did you is your popcorn ready i can't eat popcorn because i'm on a low carb diet so i'm going to eat this can of tuna fish oh i didn't know you're on a low carb diet i mean i'm just trying to watch my carbs i got a new swimming pool i gotta look good in austin i can't be outshined by my guests they at sprouts they have they have chicken potato chips ew that sounds horrible salt and vinegar it's just ch- dried chicken? Yeah. Some guy oh. uh, in my class had them, and I tried one, and it was it was salt and vinegar. It was actually pretty good, but it just it, it feels wrong. It's really weird. That's like, I guess, the same thing as, as pork rinds, but the chicken variety. That's true. Have you ever gone to a carniceria and gotten real chicharrones? Uh, I don't think so. M- much better. Oh, man. They're so good. Dude, yeah, they are so good. I mean, they're a guilty pleasure. They're so bad for you, but it's they. Still Unless you're meat. on a low carb diet, then they're good yeah. for you. So apparently, they have a they have meat on them still, and like the skin is so much better than pork rinds. It's, they bring them to work sometimes. The guys and they give me one. I'm like, God damn, that's. You know what delicious. I like from the carniceria? Carniceria, carniceria, is those little wheels, the wheat wheels. What are those? Wheat wheels. They're like fried. They look like wheels. They're round and they have like things inside of them and they taste like salty. They're almost like chips, but come on, you've had them. I was hoping you could. I have no idea what you're talking about. Let me type in Mexican wheat wheels. Yeah, I have no idea. I got some chorizo fresco last week from one of those places and it was so fucking good. My friend Joey came to town with his son, and his son's favorite breakfast was chorizo and eggs. So I was like, "I'll make that for you." And I went to the. I woke up early and went to the carniceria and got that, and it was wasn't greasy at all. It had such good flavor to it. Everyone really liked it. We made breakfast tacos out of them with the good Sonoran tortillas. Mm. Tell you what, Austin. That sounds real nice. Apparently, they're called duros or duritos. Oh, I have no idea what you're talking about. I'll sh- I'll send them to you. Okay. But uh, some people call them chicharrones de harina. Oh, so they are chicharrones. I thought they're not. They're but they're made out of something else. Made out of uh, wheat. Oh, they're sure. not made out of meat. No. Oh, have you ever had chicharrones and salsa in a taco? Uh, no. Oh, that's another delight. When you come to LA, I'll have to take you to some spots. Yeah, we have a long list of places you're going to take me. Have you had? real birria from like that comes in a bowl with the consomme on the side and the tortillas what's consomme is that the dipping juice it's the juice yeah dude that place down here that i want to take you to uh fuck my memory's trash but they have those birria cheese fried tacos with the dipping juice oh man nothing that is the first place i've had in a while that that knocked my socks off in Tucson. Yeah. It's called El Rustico. Oh, yeah. Brandon told me about it. I've never gone. I want to go next time I come. Yeah, we're going. 
All right, sounds good. All right, Austin. Well, we've been blabbing about tacos and Pauly Shore for way too long. I think we've lost at least half our audience, so we should probably close up shop before we lose the other half. Yep. What do you think? Let's close up shop. Okay. Well, Austin, why don't you stuck on this pinky toe, and I'll stick this other toe in your ear. All right. That's the least hairy of your toes from what I remember, so it could be worse. That's true. Well, thanks for listening, guys. You can email us at justthetipspod at AOL.com, where we have been receiving a insane amount of junk mail. I don't know if we got hacked or what, but... I think some of our... It made me think about seriously consider getting rid of that, but... Oh, my God. We can't get rid of our AOL account. It's all right. I went through and systematically junked all of them, so hopefully we're going to be going in the right direction, and we hope to get an email from one of our listeners. We watch it all day, hoping, and then we we cry when we don't get any. Thanks for listening, guys. Uh, stick with us. We're gonna get better. We just we're a little rusty, you know. We took a few months off, and uh, we're gonna we're gonna be back to full form eventually. No, we won't. We're always gonna suck, but our intentions will be good. Our heart's in the right place. It is. Okay, so, go fuck yourself, Austin. Julian. Oh, one what? last thing that I almost forgot to say. Uh, Julian, I love you so much. Suck my chode, you piece of shit. Austin. Is it okay? We'll talk about chodes next week. I'll make a note here. I have some questions. <laughs> good night, everyone, and good luck. All right, bye, Austin. What have you been doing since 2003? Sticking your hand out the window and doing the wave, Mr. Big Dick. That's why you need a DJ at every place because you don't know what the mood's going to be like. Mr. Big Dick, 100% best $10 a month I spend every month. Do you know that? A never-ending big-timers playlist. Twerking with your friends. I remember it a lot. I was just really high. (laughs) I was like, oh, hey, Leo. And then I quickly realized his name was Mr. Big Dick. Walked away and I was like, ah, fuck. But you know what I really like from personal experience? I eat swamp ass and I spread it. Like that was a crowd pleaser. I have heart events every morning and I was cocky and thought a little raw dick never hurt anyone. Gonna bring him hot to the table. Turkey bag all the way. You'll get it nice and moist. Hard summer. It was a lot of money. Girls are not even gonna look at his puny little, um, meat. You son of a bitch. Look at my balls. DJ Paul. Wheat wheels. Wheezing the juice. I'm gonna break my milk rod off in your ass. Can't we just have a pleasant Father's Day? A squeegeing, what is it? Squeegeing the juice. Having an unannounced swim party. Unscripted and raw. Just go in your underwear and you pull those things out. You're always lopsided. The guy with the baby arm. Mr. Big Dick. The guy's a little cocky for my liking. And I'm really intimidated sometimes. You wanna know what I did once? Put on his clown makeup and fuck the shit out of Jake. I was so satisfied with myself. It was so fucking good. Squeezing the juice. Can you imagine? But you know what I really like? No, like your mouth. Wow, Austin. Oh, wow. Man.